Hey, I'm Carmela Zumbado. I play Jimena Arista in The Wall of Mexico, and I'm hanging out with Elias at the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Carmelo, welcome to the cave. Hi, thank you so much for having me. How are you? What's new with you? I'm doing good, you know, just quarantining, self-isolating, 2020 style. <laughs> <laughs> How's that treating you? You know, it's really uh, caused a lot of soul searching, you know, which I guess is a good thing, but <laughs> it's, um, it's been good. I have my family nearby, so we've, we have a little quarantine, and I've kind of only just been hanging out with my sisters and my mom, so it's been bearable for sure. Uh, pick up any hobbies or anything anything new while you weren't working i busted out my piano my little keyboard and i'm trying to master moonlight sonata so that's kind of my little task right now <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> but you before the quarantine you've been busy so you got a you got a movie that's coming out soon and you were on netflix you you've been pretty busy with projects i've been trying i've been trying to stay busy there you go. So um, before we talk about your projects, I want to know a little bit more about you. Where were you originally from? So I was born in Miami, Florida. My parents were born in Cuba, and their families came over here when they were young. And so I grew up all in South Florida. I went to college at UCF in Orlando and then moved out here to L.A. like five years ago with my sisters, who are also actors. Oh, wow. And so did you kind of, how old were you when you kind of had an idea you wanted to get into acting? I've always been really into theater and performing and, you know, dance and things like that. So it's kind of just been something I've always wanted to do. And I initially was studying journalism in college because my, my dad's a journalist. Um, and I kind of wanted to maybe follow those footsteps. But I've just always loved acting so much that one day I had to kind of just make a choice where I was going to channel all of my energy. And, and acting was it. You mentioned your siblings are in the acting world also. Did you, who, who got in there first, you or them? It's so funny. We're so close in age and also just, you know, as far as we're basically best friends. Um, we do, we've always done everything together. So we all kind of did it at the same time, just growing up in South Florida. We always did theater together and we always just loved entertaining our family and making our family and friends laugh. So it was kind of something that we all fell into around the same time. Oh, wow. So like when you told your family you were going to go into this too, uh, what was your reaction? What was kind of interesting was that they kind of always knew that we would because yeah. all we ever did was, you know, dance recitals and, and piano recitals and uh, plays within high school. So it was kind of just this natural thing that my sisters and I fell into that we've always loved doing. So it kind of wasn't even like one moment where it was like, okay, this is exactly what we're going to do. We need to decide. I mean, maybe that moment came up when we all, you know, told the family we were moving to Los Angeles, but everybody, our cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents have always been so supportive. So we've been, we've been really lucky with that. When you first moved out to LA, what was uh, one of the first things you did? Um, we drove the PCH like almost every day. We just love driving along the beach, along the coast. And we just always have a reason to go to Malibu for one, one way or another. So that was the first thing we did was just hit up all the little beach towns <laughs> near LA. What was your first gig when you first got out there? 
The first thing that I worked on was, well, one of the first things that I did, I did a couple of smaller roles on TV shows. One of them, I got to be a flight attendant on NCIS LA and I had a scene with LL Cool J and he was so nice and sweet. And we got to film in this fake airplane um, in North Hollywood. And it was kind of just like a whole plane episode and it was really fun. <laughs> we, uh, did you take acting lessons while you were on LA when you first got out there? No, the only acting lessons I've ever really done was drama in high school. I had this brilliant teacher named Mr. Flynn, and he's kind of the first person that ever made me feel like I was, you know, decent at acting. And so I kind of yeah. just followed in his footsteps, and he was my, my acting guru, and that's really where I, I learned was, was from him. Wow, so you pretty much kind of like just jumped right into it. Oh, yeah. And it started with theater and stuff. And obviously, theater is so different than TV and film. It's, you know, big and grand and really emotional and so i love being able to switch things up going into tv and film which is so much more small and real and nuanced but having a theater background definitely helped would you ever go back and do theater if i could sing i would totally go do broadway but unfortunately god did not bless me with vocal pipes <laughs> oh come on <laughs> so, maybe some straight theater or something but i wish i could be a broadway a broadway star but that's just not in the cards for me <laughs> So I mentioned earlier, you have a movie coming out first on virtual theaters and then on VOD, The Wall of Mexico. Uh, let's talk about the movie for the listeners. Uh, tell us what the movie's about without giving, you know, without spoiling it, of course. Yeah, so the movie centers around this Mexican-American family that lives in Southern California. They're very wealthy, very highly educated, and they live in this huge estate, this really big compound in, in their town. And it's kind of surrounded by a city made up of white people mostly. Um, so incidentally, their laborers tend to be all white people. The folks that they interact with when they go into town are all white. So it's this really interesting inversion almost of what we normally see in TV and film where it's this Mexican elite um, instead of seeing Mexicans portrayed as only, you know, working class or subservient to, to white people. So it's, it's um, a really interesting visual uh, inversion of a film and kind of just what ensues when the townsfolk start probing a little bit more into what lies beyond the walls of this estate that the family lives in. Mm. So when you first read the script, like, how did you get, first of all, how did you get involved with the movie? And then when you read the script, what was your first, first thoughts of it? Well, when I read the script, all of the colors that you see in the film and all of the beautiful visual images were there on paper too. And so I was really excited when I read the whole script of the whole film. And it was really cool for me to see this character, this, that kind of breaks the Latin stereotypes of what you normally see Latino women in TV and film. The character that I play, Jimena Arista, she's almost robotic and cyborg like and it was kind of cool to see this character that didn't wasn't you know leading with sexuality or trying to use her body you know to be valuable which is what we see a lot in tv and film especially within hispanic stereotypes um so i thought she was just such a different character than anything that i normally audition for and that's what really made me gravitate toward the script was this a live audition or was it self-tape it was a live audition with the directors 
And I got to read eventually with uh, Marisol, who plays my sister. So we got to do a live chemistry read too. And I think that's how I was able to really solidify being offered the role was truly credited to Marisol and the chemistry we were able to have in the room in front of the directors. How would you describe the character that you play? She's kind of like a computer human. She's not really driven by emotion. She kind of just ponders all of this critical theory and really intense philosophical thought all day long. And a lot of that comes out of privilege that she's been able to receive a high education and comes from a family with a ton of money so she can afford to just lie around all day on a pool floaty and think about, you know, different deep topics and, and kind of spew those around with her sister. So when you first got the role, like, how did you prepare for the role? Like, uh, did you find any challenges playing the character? Definitely, because she's a lot different than anything I've played before. But I luckily had a couple months before we filmed where I got to just mull over the idea of Jimena and what she was and what exactly the directors wanted to see within her. And so we got to practice a lot before we, we got to rehearse a lot before we went down to film the movie and even though it takes place in southern california we actually got to film in mexico so that was another really exciting part about the whole production how long were you in mexico for filming it we shot it in about a month and we got to stay on this really cool resort called rancho tecate and it's kind of like a winery rural um off the beaten path resort in Tecate, Mexico, and we filmed there and lived there. So it was just this little microcosm of production, and it, it worked really well. Worked out, it worked out pretty great. Now, when was this filmed? This was filmed two years ago. Okay. So the first year, you know, we filmed it, and then it was edited, and then it was able to premiere at South by Southwest in Austin. And then after that, we were able to get a distribution deal with Dark Star Pictures. And that's why it's going to be available on demand now. Yeah. And I did, I did read uh, when you filmed it, when you guys uh, showed it in that festival, you got huge reviews. Yeah, it was, we were so lucky to have a lot of eyes on it. And, you know, what's cool is that everybody interprets it in so many different ways. I think the film's really interesting because all of the themes that it addresses are really not on the nose and not really telling you how or why you should think about things, but kind of just floats these weird ideas around that you can kind of mull over as you watch the film. And I think that's why there's a lot of different types of takes on it and everybody kind of has their own opinion on what exactly it's trying to say. Now for your character, like what was like the favorite thing about your character? Like what did you love most about playing this character? I love how peculiar she is. I think I tried to just naturally let any kind of nuance flow with her. I think she talks weird. There's little instances that kind of like came up within her just naturally when we were filming and she's just so bizarre and peculiar and i don't know i it was really fun to play a character where i didn't have to have like cleavage and and be a prostitute or some kind of cartel girlfriend or something like that so it was really fun to play something completely unique from stereotype and for the listeners when they watched the movie because i watched it the other night it was like more it's like it's like not, not like a dramedy. Like, how would you explain this movie? It has like it has like its funny moments, but it also gets serious too. It does. I think it's almost just like a really artsy think piece in a lot of ways. It's so visually beautiful that you can kind of get distracted sometimes with the dialogue that's going on. But I would I, I like to call it a think piece for sure. Yeah. Now you got some big names that worked with you also. 
how was it working with those guys? Like, you know, you had uh, Morales from Ozarks and you had uh, Xander from Walking Dead. You know, that's a pretty big cast. Yeah, it was really cool. And I grew up watching Moises Arias. He was really amazing to work with. Um, and Marielle Hemingway and Jackson Rathbone, obviously, was like a teenage heartthrob in my younger years. So it was really cool <laughs> to be able to work with him on, on a different level. And what's amazing is as wonderful as they all are as actors, they also are as humans. And so naturally, I was just able to learn so much from them. Um, and and they were a lot of fun too and just great to be around and I'm not even just saying that everybody across the board was just so wonderful to work with so when you were filming this how would you describe like the vibe on set I feel like it was really relaxed our directors Zach and Magdalena are very composed and under control and they kind of set the tone for a very relaxed shoot Obviously, you know, we were working with legends like like Esai and Xander and Alex. And, you know, sometimes you think that when you're on a set with people like that, you got to walk on eggshells. But that really wasn't even the case. Everybody was really collaborative and excited to be there and chill. And I don't have one horror story whatsoever about that entire shoot. So you had a couple of veterans on the show, on the movie. Um, any uh, tips? Did they give you any uh, any tips for like for your acting career? What was cool is that they weren't really preachy or trying to be like, oh, you should do this or you should do that. But just being able to observe them, I think, will always have something that shaped, will, will, has something that will always shape the way that I act. And just being able to share scenes with them and pick up things without them being preachy or telling you how, you know, they, they're so humble as well, even though they're huge legends within the industry they really didn't get like oh this is what you should do or, or this is how to act and it just felt more collaborative which i think is definitely the best greeting breeding ground for mm. education acting wise yeah. so uh, for the listeners one more time when is the movie available on vod so it'll be out october 13th and you can find it on amazon or itunes or anywhere you get your video on demand did your family or friends get to watch it yeah yeah, they got a pre-screener link. And also I've dragged a bunch of them to South by Southwest and a couple of the other film festivals that I was screening at. So most of my family and friends have already seen it and they all have their own thoughts on it. Um, but they were really excited when it came out. But I'm just happy we can share it with more people yeah. now. Well, you were one of the lead roles, so I'm sure you got uh, good reviews from your family and friends. <laughs> they liked seeing me in a way that they haven't before. So I think that was thrilling for them. <laughs> so I mentioned... You want to talk a little about Netflix U? Yeah, how, sure. How, how, how huge was this for you? It was a huge turning point in my career. I, I feel so lucky that we were able to get so many eyes on the second season and that we were equipped with just this amazing team of writers and directors because it's really nerve-wracking being a part of the second season because there's so many high expectations to compare to the first season. But I think they really hit it out of the ballpark and – I loved how the second season came out, and I'm just so happy everybody responded to it the way that they did. When you read the script for that, did you know the fate of your character? Oh, no. I, I had – they only really? give you – yeah, because it's so under wraps. They only give you maybe the episode ahead. Like, if you're shooting episode two, you probably only have as far as episode three as far as all the scripts go. And then one day I was just – 
in a shuttle car with Victoria Pedretti, who plays Love, and yeah. we were being shuttled to set, and, you know, we had become friends, and I kind of said, oh, you know, it really sucks we'll never have a scene together. And she looked back at me and she's like, you don't know? I was like, what? And she was like, I kill you. And so <laughs> about episode five, and obviously she had already known the whole scope of the show. Yeah. But she, 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 we were shooting episode five. And then that's when she revealed to me the fate of Delilah. Uh, what was that like when you saw that? I had no idea that she was going to be the one that, and spoiler alert, sorry for anybody that hasn't seen it yet, that she had the one that was going to ha have a hand in my death. But um, I was shocked. And that's how I knew that the season was going to be so good because if I didn't see that coming, then nobody would. Right. Well, I remember I binged watched it with my wife. And as soon as we finished watching it, I went online just to read what people were saying about it. And there, were fans, <laughs> there were fans that were mad that they couldn't get off the show. People are still mad. I still get messages to this day of people crying, like cry, crying emojis saying, please come back. I can't believe you're dead as if it were, you know, yeah. a real event. I, yeah, I, I don't think there's a way for you to come back. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I think that book is closed. Right, right. So for like season three, where do you want to see like Ellie? What do you want to see happen with her character? I know she's so strong and independent. She's going to thrive wherever she is. I don't, who knows if she really ends up in the Florida Keys or wherever she was supposed to go, but I want to see her strike revenge upon Joe. And I think she absolutely will. She's a smart girl. She can do oh, it. Yeah. So for season two, like, what was like, one of your favorite scenes? Uh, let's see. Basically, anytime I got to act with Jenna, it was so much fun because you know she's just incredible she's really one of my favorite actors um so i liked filming our fight scenes our little argument scenes because it would it would feel like real life felt like we were real sisters and i guess i channel a lot of my oldest sister energy onto her um but yeah basically anything i got to film with jenna was was my favorite mm, that's awesome so what's next for you you got the movie. You just had you. Any other one? I know we're on quarantine. Everything's on hold. But was, was there anything that you filmed before quarantine? Well, during quarantine, I actually just got to film a Christmas movie called White Elephant that should be out at the end of this year. And we were able to shoot it totally quarantine style. We were getting tested every day. And it was um, pretty cool because the whole film takes place at this one white elephant party. So we were able to shoot it without having to do location changes and, you know, lots of different characters coming in. It was just a cast of about one, two, three, four, about eight of us. And um, that has Devin Druid from 13 Reasons Why in it, Lana McKissick and Nathan Moore and a bunch of really great actors that are going to be, that are going to be in it. Is this going to be uh, on streaming or uh, right to the movie theaters? I can't say yet, uh, okay. but everybody will definitely get a chance to see. Okay. So what's so what's like your ultimate goal? Do you have like a, a um, let me let me rephrase this. Do you have like a dream role? A dream role you want to play someday? I really I really want to do like a multicam comedy, like Friends or Will and Grace or something like that, with like I, I, live studio audience. Get back to my theater roots. I, I, I can see you doing that. Oh, thanks. I, I appreciate that. I hope that's in the cards because I would love to do something like that and just make yeah. people laugh. It's, I've you, had enough horror and blood and death right. <laughs> in right, my right. career. What's, uh, what's some of your favorite like, uh, sitcoms that you like watching? Uh, my absolute favorite show is Schitt's Creek. I've seen almost every episode and I purposely am not 
watching the last two seasons just so that I have something one day to go back to. Um, but what I do is like, I restart at season one and I just watch the episodes over and over like on a loop and it's my favorite show. I think it's such brilliant comedy and those actors are great. And that's just my number one show for sure. <laughs> so when you're not working, uh, what are you doing in your downtime? Um, I love the outdoors. I love nature. I love going to the beach and going on hikes and things like that. It's very cliche LA, but that's one of the best parts of being in California is just all of the awesome weather we have. And it's been really hot lately, but I just, I like trying to get outdoors and, and get vitamin D as much as possible. Do you travel or anything? You know, ever since quarantine, no, I haven't been on a plane in so long and I've been so razor focused on auditions and stuff. I haven't traveled in so long. The only times I've been out of the country have been for work. I did a show, a guest star role on a show called The Magicians in Vancouver, while in Mexico films in Mexico. So anytime I've been out of the country recently has only really been for, for work. Mm -hmm. Carmela, how can the listeners find you on uh, social media? Find me on Instagram. I'm at Carmela Zumbato and we'll be friends. All right, Carmela, this is fun. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.